0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Amen. Somebody shout it out loud. Faith is like a diamond. Amen. I'm about to present a portion of the gospel you may have never heard or seen it from this perspective. I covet your prayers this morning. Amen. Because my assignment is bigger than I am today. You're not going to be sermonized. We're going to deal with you, uh, deal to you the scripture, which is my job to feed the sheep. Are you going to eat today? I can't make you eat. All I can do is spread the table. Amen. Faith is like a diamond. There'll be no scriptures on the screen today, amen, because I just chose not to. (laughs) Uh, Plus, I didn't want to overload Scott today because a lot of his help's out, amen. So uh, we're going to run through some scripture together. Get your Bible or your phone or whatever you use, amen, Uh, and turn with me first to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 beginning in verse number seven. I struggle between two topics or two titles because I don't know which direction this message is going to go. The other title that I wanted to use is you have the power to get up. Based on that, hold your finger in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 7, and flip over to Romans 8 and 11, just in case I go in that direction. <laughs> she acts like she knows that verse. <laughs> Amen. I'm a preacher who believes in crowd participation. Uh, so I, I, before you, we read this scripture, I need you to tell your neighbor you have the power to get up. You may not feel like it, but you have the power to get up. Romans, are you there? Somebody shout amen. Amen. 8 and 11 says, but if the spirit of him, that's talking about God. If the spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. The same spirit that helped... Oh, Rick, you got to pray for me today. I'm about to combust. The same spirit that helped Jesus get up is the same spirit that lives in you to help you get up. Now, somebody give the Lord a hand praise about that right there. I know you may be down. I know you may be seemingly defeated, but the same power that got Jesus up is going to help you get up. I don't mean nothing to some of you, but for some of you, that means everything. Sermon number one. Okay, now sermon number two. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Because there'll be no service here tonight, then I'm not going to be worried about time. Just like I'm never worried about time when there is service here. 2 <laughs> Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Oh, somebody will read out loud with me. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but we are not. Oh, that's somebody's word right there, amen. We are cast down. Sometimes we get knocked down. But we are not annihilated. Okay, now you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. And when you're taking your seat, turn to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Because I'm fixing to do a survey of Hebrews chapter number 11. And what I need you to glean from this... My title is going to be on the screen while I preach today that faith is like a diamond. The reason I'm going to preach that I'm going to make it very clear to you, hopefully by the help of the Holy Spirit, that there's many facets of faith. What I love about the Bible is it don't give you highlight reels. You know, have you ever noticed when you're doing your Facebook and you're doing your selfies, you never take them when you're crying? Huh? You 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 never take them when you're leaning over the commode throwing your guts up. You, huh? No, you never take them when you and your spouse are fighting like cats and dogs. Look at us. You 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 never take them when you're chewing your fingernails because the light bill needs to be paid. You you never take them when the doctor comes in and gives you the report and it's worse than you expected. We never take them and send them out for everybody to see. All you show them is the highlights of your life and it's a misconception on the part of everybody else that nothing ever goes wrong in your life. I want to get real this morning. Amen. Are you listening to me? Thank God the Bible is not so superficial. It just exposes it all. Amen. And I'm afraid we as preachers have done you a great injustice because all we want to show you is the highlight reels of the Word of God. All we want to show you is when God moved as soon as you prayed. All we want to show you is when the child turned when you wanted to. All we want to show you is when the fever broke as soon as you prayed. Amen. But I want to show you some stuff this morning that faith is so much bigger than that. That's what Hebrews chapter number 11 says. Amen. So I'm going to scan down. Amen. If you have a uh, uh, Bible, 11 and 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and evidence some not seen. Now, I went through and highlighted every by faith. That's what I want you to look at, by faith, by faith. It says in verse number 2, by faith. Elders obtained a good report. Verse number three, through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Verse number four, by faith, Abel offered unto God a great sacrifice. Verse number five, can y'all keep up with that? Come on, you see, I'm not reading scripture. I'm just, po- by faith, Enoch was translated into the heavenlies. Look at seven, by faith, Noah, wow, built the ark. Eight, by faith, Abraham, Walked out uh, of a comfort zone in obedience to God. Look at verse number 11. Through faith, Sarah got pregnant at 90 years old. By faith, 17. Y'all able to keep up with me? By faith, Abraham offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed the sons. 22. By faith, Joseph. By faith, somebody shout by faith. By faith, faith, Moses, that's 23. Look at 24 again. By faith, Moses refused to be called one of Pharaoh's sons. Look at 27. By faith, Moses walked out on Egypt. Look at 29. By faith, they what? Wow, y'all are with me. That was a test. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. 30, by faith, walls of Jericho come down. 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab was delivered. 32, he said, and I could go on and on and on telling you how that by faith, Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and all these men of God. 33, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, They obtained the promise. Somebody shout hallelujah. They stopped the mouths of lions. 34, by faith they quenched the violence of the fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They were made strong in fight. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. By faith, 35, women received their dead raised to life again. And others. Y'all with me this morning? And others were tortured. Wow. We just left the highlight reel where it's about to get real. In the same chapter, this chapter is called the heroes, the hall of fame of faith. The heroes of faith. And it stops right in the middle of all your highlights and said, Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, they were put in prison. They were in bonds, 37. These others, they were stoned. They were cut in two. They were tempted to deny their faith. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskin. They were destitute. Is anybody with me? Nobody's shouting now. They were destitute. They were afflicted. And they were tormented. Oh, but let's read 38 out loud. Of whom the world was not worthy that was did did y'all notice I don't know if y'all have the uh, King James Version but that's a parenthetical statement it's in parentheses the writer had to stop and say oh by the way these people I'm talking about the world wasn't even worthy of them living in caves and dens not knowing if they were going to live to tomorrow oh but look it goes on to say they were afflicted and tormented 38, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts, in mountains, in dens, and in caves of the earth. My last scripture we all going to read in concert. Ready? Everybody read. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith. I'm afraid this morning, oh, you're going to have to go with me. There has been a grave misunderstanding of faith. And by mis, uh, or should I say a misrepresentation of faith. And by misrepresentation, I mean we have capitalized on one aspect of faith. When in reality, faith is like a diamond that has many facets to be explored. Amen. Uh, I don't know anything about diamonds. And my wife said, that's the truth, preacher. But when God spoke this into me, I I just went to, uh, you can Google anything, amen, and I just began to familiarize myself with a diamond, amen. And in the case of diamonds, there are usually many facets of that diamond, amen. See you women looking down at your rocks. Most commonly, there's 58 cuts on a diamond. That's the most popular diamond made. There's 58 cuts on that rock. Amen. Some 57, but for the most of them, there's 58. And each cut or facet of a diamond is designed, catch this now, it's designed to maximize the light reflecting abilities of the stone. In other words, that diamond has the ability to reflect light on every dimension. Any dimension, any way you turn it. Matter of fact, I found out that diamonds are cut with light in mind. (laughs) Wait on me, y'all. Amen. They're cut with light in mind because the diamond, I forgot to find out what he's called. The diamond man, amen, he knows the potential in that diamond. And one man put 144 cuts in one diamond. Amen. And every time he had cut it, it shined new light. It, it'd give a new perspective. So that you could just keep turning it and keep turning it and keep turning it. And when you were amazed at this facet, turn it a little bit. Oh, my God. Turn, just turn it a little bit. And it'll show you a whole new facet of light because it has the properties to illuminate, amen, and reflect light like you've never seen it before. Amen. So diamonds are cut with light in mind. And each cut is designed to maximize the brilliance of the stone and how it reflects the light that that comes any way you turn it. Well, this is the way your faith is. Every way you turn it, it reveals another facet of its illuminating ability. So just when you think you got faith figured out or that you've seen the sum total of all that faith has to offer, you can turn it just a little bit and see a whole new dimension of its ability to provide awe and wonder in your life. Amen. In other words, faith is like God. Faith is God. Faith is the product of God. And God is multidimensional. You got to be careful when you get one view of God and build a denomination around it. Oh, is anybody in this place? Amen. Because just because you see him this way, amen. If you just scoot over just a little bit, you can see there's a whole new dimension of God. Amen. And he's so much bigger than thought you thought you were. Amen. So you got to be careful of saying God is this. Because just when you think he's a fire by night, he'll become a cloud by day. Just when you think he's a rock with water pouring out of him, amen. Are you listening to me? He'll become manna falling out of heaven. Somebody say he's talking about your God. Amen. He's multidimensional. And the reason God never gets boring is because every time you move, you see another facet of God. Your problem may be you ain't moving. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's, he's multi dimensional. Amen. John the Revelator said, He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. Amen. Uh, 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 If you ask Daniel who he was, he would tell you he's a lion tamer. But if you ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who he is, they'll say he's a fiery fire walker. If you ask the disciples, they say he's a wet water walker. Amen. But if you ask Lazarus, he'll say he's the resurrection and the life. Is anybody in this place I'm talking about your God? Amen. The Bible said, oh y'all got to pray for me today now. I am wired. Amen. The Bible said that the angels of the Lord are flying around the throne of God saying, Holy, holy, holy. Amen. And the reason they never get bored with worship, because every time they come around, they see God on a whole new level. Is anybody in this place? He's multidimensional. And this is the way his faith is. It's multifaceted. It cannot be explained or contained in your little mind. But what I have found, <laughs> I'm trying to behave. Sometimes we will demonize one facet of faith in order to emphasize another perspective. There's a lot needs to be said about that. Preachers do it all the time. Amen. We feel like we got to demonize this this aspect to get you to see it from this aspect. But my objective today is to bring balance to this subject we call faith. And when I say that we have misrepresented faith, I mean we have presented faith as one-dimensional. And your Bible does not do that. Can I get a witness? And in this one dimensional revelation of faith, we have presented faith as simply a means of the acquisition of things desired or needed. I'm going to say that again. We simply preach faith and talk about faith, amen, as a means to get the things I need. We present faith as just the means to get God to do what I want him to do. Amen. We, we, we present faith so one-dimensional. Amen. Amen. And this is one aspect of faith. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? But I'm here to declare to you today, when this is all we see faith as, then when the things you need are desired, do not come, then this leaves one conclusion. I must not have faith. When he don't move when I ask him to when he don't do what I ask him to do, when he didn't show up when I asked him to? Because I've been taught, amen, that faith is, is some sort of mysterious element that if you can say the right scripture, amen, if you can stand on your right foot and spin three circles in the left, to the left, uh, that God, amen, is gonna be shaken off of his throne uh, and he's gonna jump to my every will. Is there anybody in this place, amen? And because that's what's been preached, uh, amen, when God don't do what we thought he ought to do, and he don't act like we thought he ought to act it leaves me in a state of confusion you ain't gonna be able to say nothing today but I'm gonna preach it anyway when the healing don't come when the fever don't break oh could I just get one mama to say amen in the wee hours of the morning the earache won't stop Amen. In the wee hours of the morning when that fever is so high, amen, that you're giving cold baths and crying out to God, Amen, when the fever don't break, when the healing don't come, when the pain won't quit. Amen. Can I just get anybody to be real in this place? When it will not quit, the pain will not quit. Amen. When the report just keeps getting worse and it keeps getting worse. Even when I walked into that doctor's office with what I thought was complete faith. And I thought the report would be different and it was not. I ain't got time to work it today, but a lot of you that this this my members knows my testimony with this worship leader, this young lady sitting right here, Lacey, Amen. That at four years old or, or something, amen. Five years old, she was diagnosed. Uh, uh, she had she went into epileptic seizures. Amen. To make a long story short, amen. I mean, eyes rolled back in her head. It was it was horrific. Her first one, I was actually preaching the gospel. She was on the se- second row and went into convulsions. And swallowing her tongue, and and it was uh uh it was overwhelming. Somehow, or another we made it through the sermon. Took her to uh to the doctor and told him what. Oh, and on the way home, she had another one. She was swallowing her tongue, and her eyes was rolling back in her lap and she was just uh, in convulsions. Amen. Uh, and being the faith-filled preacher that me and ministry home that we are, we started bombarding God, rebuking the devil, saying, "This will not happen to my child. This cannot." happen to my child the devil is a liar God is bigger than this amen we took her to the doctor they ran all the scans and for two weeks we declared the goodness and the greatness of God and declared that our God is bigger than this amen walked into that office that day with total expectation of a good report only for the doctor to walk in with his little clipboard look over the top he knew I was a preacher and said, sir, I'm going to tell you this. Your daughter has brain damage. Your daughter had an accident, and she did when she was an infant and busted her, hit her head, and it injured her brain. It was an injury that could not be reversed or corrected. Amen. He said, she is going to have these. Amen. She's going to continue to have these. I want to talk to somebody, a man who is a believer. I want to preach to somebody today, amen, uh, that you're not going out into left field. I want to preach to somebody that's got a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to talk to somebody who believes in their God, amen. I want to talk to somebody who believes, but the reports still don't match what you believe. Oh, I ain't preaching to everybody today, but I'm going to preach to somebody. Amen. When the doctor comes out, amen, <laughs> you'll find out what kind of faith you got. Amen. When truth is staring you in the face saying, it didn't happen, and he told me, Scott, it cannot happen. And he told me, he said, sir, if you don't do this, this, and this, it could be fatal to her life. Is anybody, Can anybody relate? what do you do? What do you do? Amen. I said, what do you do when the relationship don't change? What do you do when they die anyway? <laughs> huh? What, 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 what do you do? Where's faith at when you prayed the fire of faith and buried them anyway? Where, where's faith at? Amen. Uh, Courtney, just, uh, I, I know this is touchy, amen, but just, Uh, She's my daughter-in-law. It was my grandson. Amen. Where's faith at? And what do you do? Amen. When you're big and pregnant and you're speaking and declaring the goodness of God over that child. Amen. Only to have to give birth to a dead baby. Amen. That they literally held in their hands. Uh, Amen. Is is anybody going to be real today? Amen. Where's faith at then? What do you do then? How do you cope with situations like that? Amen. How do you deal with it when the preacher said, everything's going to be all right? What do you do when the divorce comes anyway? Where's faith at then? What do you do when you fought for it? Oh my God, are y'all okay this morning? What do you do? What do you do? Amen. And if you don't understand faith, it leaves a sense of confusion. <laughs> Come on, it can leave you destitute. to because it would have been better not to know God in these situations than to know there is a God that can change it, but he don't. Oh my God, this is gonna get too real, amen. There's, there's an element of confusion that comes When you read your Bible and you believe in your God, there's there's a battle you have to fight that that sinner don't have to fight. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna preach it today. Pray for me, come on. Amen. Are you listening to me? I said, I said, there is an element of faith because you read the Bible and say, Amen, this was supposed to happen and that's supposed to happen. When if you was just a senator, they didn't know there was a God in heaven, then you would have just buried the baby. Amen. Mourned your mourn. But when it happens to you and you're a believer, it's another weapon in the arsenal of your enemy. Oh! He keeps pulling it out. He keeps pulling it out. And you notice, have you noticed when he pulls it out? Have you noticed when he uses it? He uses it when you're the most vulnerable. He'll use it. Hey man, when you're your weakest. He'll use it when the pain comes the hardest. He'll use it. He'll use it when you get pregnant again. He'll use it. Yadabosai. He'll use it. He'll use it. And it leaves a sense of confusion and condemnation of where's God? Where's God? Where's God? <laughs> where's God? What's wrong with me? Oh, somebody needs to pray for me in live church. Amen. And then you go from blaming God to blaming me. It must be me. It must be me. If I'd have had the faith, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> if I would have been a bigger believer this wouldn't have happened if I would have just went to church and not stayed home from Bible class this would have not happened to me oh my God help me Holy Ghost this this must be me because I'm convinced it can't be God because he's a good God so I must be a bad person what's wrong with me I know what's wrong with me I'm not holy enough I'm not righteous enough amen I'm not as holy as Pastor Patty I'm not as good as as Jim just I'm just it must be me this marriage is failing because of me, Amen. If I believed, Amen, it would have turned. It would have changed. This pain would have been done gone someday. Must be wrong with me, or maybe God don't care. <laughs> maybe He don't care. I mean, my God, shut up, Yadabosa. He must not care, because if it was my child, I would care enough to come to the rescue. Oh, I knew this was going to be heavy today. If it was my child, I wouldn't be suffering like this. If it was my child, amen, I would not be allowing this. So, so now, here's another here's another wave of attack from your enemy, that your God must not care. You, you, you don't know what it's like until you've lost one. You don't even know, but sometimes testimony can be difficult to people in crisis because you're testifying that your mama got healed of cancer and I buried mine. Yeah, double side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God, come on now. We got to open this up today, amen. Sometimes your testimony don't encourage me. It discourages me, amen, because my dad never came out of the uh, the operating room. No, no, no. Me and my wife, she said, something's wrong. Something's wrong. They're supposed to be putting a stint in him. Something ain't right. And all of a sudden, cold blue, doctors are running beside us. She said, this ain't right. He's been in there too long. We didn't know he'd never come out again. He'd never come out again. Amen. I want to talk to somebody who knows what it feels like when it don't go your way. What do you do? telling you, I didn't come to give you a highlight reel today, but I come to tell you the same spirit that helped Jesus get up is the same spirit that's about to help you get up. It's the same spirit. Amen. Because you see, Jesus did not have the power to resurrect himself. I'm going to say that again. Jesus did not have the power to resurrect himself. So he died in faith. But God said, I'm not going to leave you down. I come to tell somebody, you may be down this morning, but God ain't going to leave you down. You got the power to get up. So maybe this morning I understand, but I understand what's going on in your mind. But maybe you're discouraged because you don't know how to turn faith just a little bit and see a whole new facet of this thing called faith. Shut the same faith. I come to declare to you, I'm I'm coming with a vengeance this morning. Scott looked at me this morning over here. I said, man, I'm so wired because I am your pastor and your spiritual father and I come to cut the head of the devil off in your life because you are a believer. You are a woman of faith. You are a man of God. You are a woman of faith. You are a man of God. Is anybody listening to me? In the same faith that will enable you to climb up on the bow of your ship and look that storm in the eye and say peace be still and the waves bow at your command can I tell you it's the same faith that enables you to climb out of the boat walk through the thunder walk through the fire walk through the oh this going to kill me y'all this is going to kill me I said it's the same faith that says, you know what? The circumstance didn't change. I just got to turn my faith a little bit. There's an aspect God's wants me to see. (laughs) And when I'm speaking and declaring it, it ain't moving. Instead of condemning me, instead of the condemning God I gotta turn my faith just a little bit and realize there is a realm of faith that gives me the grace to walk through the midst of the storm with lightning flashing and the storm is raging but faith is bigger than what you thought oh who am I preaching to in this place it'll give you the grace to take your stand I'm not preaching to children today. I'm not preaching to beginners or novices today. I'm preaching to somebody that needs a word from God. Amen. This morning. I'm talking about, thank you, baby. She said pastor's about to die out there. Amen I come to tell you this morning Amen Faith will sometimes calm the storm But sometimes it's an anchor in the storm I need somebody If you don't get anything else I need you to get that that statement That sometimes Faith Amen Will calm your storm But if the storm don't calm Don't you turn it Turn your faith a little bit and say, God, I don't understand. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Amen. But that same faith will not be the weight that drags me under. Oh, my God. My faith will not be the death of me. Shut up. No, I'm going to turn it a little bit and realize it'll anchor my soul. I don't know how long this wind's going to blow, but I am anchored by what I believe. I said, I am anchored by what I believe. If you're not careful, you'll get angry with your God. Y'all, can he say nothing? If you ain't never been angry with God, you ain't never been through nothing. I'm going to say that again. I said, if you ain't never been disappointed in God, you ain't never been through nothing. So some of you who can't relate to this preacher, live a little bit. I said, live, a Get married. and if I don't do it have kids somebody help me amen and if that don't do it live to be 50 live to be 60 live to where the body starts testifying against Oh, this is too real for y'all. Amen. Are you listening to me? So I just come to help somebody right now. Don't let the devil lie to you that God don't like you because you got mad at God. God, I said God can handle your little attitude. He can handle your questions. So I just come to tell you, don't let it drown you. Turn it. Just turn it a little bit because there's a strength in that same faith that's trying to destroy you to give you the grace to stand in the midst of it. There's an aspect of faith you hadn't been taught about. There's an aspect of believing that you had because we are a microwave generation. We want everything now. We want everything now. It's all i ever seen. Scott, you got to do something about this dilemma we have in our parish. Pulled up to the Sonic the other day and waited two minutes on a double meat cheeseburger all the way with strawberry tea. I mean, my Lord, it takes more than two minutes to pick a strawberry. I don't know where they're picking things, but they're fresh. There's a strawberry tree in that Sonic here. I'm telling you all. Stress. Is anybody listening to me? Why is this taking so long? And not only that, I ordered ahead. I got them on my app. Amen. So when I pull up, it says, "Hello, Dean." Yes. Scott, you're doing it right. Is anybody listening to me? We're living in a generation that thinks that God, amen, is supposed to jump up like Santa Claus. he He's not God. He's Santa Claus. And when I tell him what I want, Amen, he has to move heaven and earth on my behalf. And if he don't do it quickly, we're discouraged. Because we don't understand faith. Mr. Pepper, Brother Pepper, I don't know your first name, dude. Jason, I don't mean to be me, but I'm going to be me. What do you do when you lose the leg? What do you do when they can't save the leg? Huh? What do you do when you prayed, hey, Amen, I'm not going to lose this leg? My daddy roared a prosthesis, hey amen. We, we, we didn't want him to lose his leg. Is anybody listening to, you, to me? Hey amen. But when your faith is tied to performance and not person. I said, when your faith is tied to performance and not person, when he don't perform, we're blown out of the water. But when your faith goes through the veil and it anchors the Jesus. I said but when your faith is anchored to Jesus I can lose both legs and declare he is God he's my God he's I need somebody to praise a little bit somebody just get on your feet and worship him hey I just need somebody right now I just need somebody right now use your faith I need somebody to use your faith, worship Him. (laughs) I come to tell you today. I'm going to make a statement. I've never prayed over a sermon like this one of God. Please help me not to say anything illegal. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to say anything illegal. I don't want to say this unscriptural but I said in prayer, I don't know what I will die of, but I know what I'll die in. Because these all died in faith. I don't know what I'm going to die of, but I do know what I'm going to die in. I'm going to die in faith, whether I receive the promise or not. When I Oh, faith because I can go to heaven cripple I can go to heaven blind Sister Relay I'm sorry Brother Larry is Larry, was Larry with me I can go I can go to heaven with cancer But I can't go to heaven without faith. I can go to heaven a divorcee. I can go to heaven a mom who lost a child. I can go to heaven maimed and crippled. But I cannot go to heaven without my faith. I come to tell you there is a faith that transcends your miracle and your healing and your deliverance. There is a faith. this is too much y'all you got to pray right now this is too much this is not normal for us there's there's a special anointing on this there's a faith Shadrach Meshach and Abednego, there's a faith that'll look the king in the eye and say, O king, our God is able to deliver us out of this fire. But it's the same faith that comes up behind it and says, But know this, O king, if he don't, I'll be out of your hair today. Oh, Brother Larry. Oh, someone in broken relationships. Oh, Sister Renee. There's a faith that says God is able to deliver me out of this cancer. But there's another faith that says even if he don't, I'll be through with cancer. Because death can't keep me down. He gives me the power to get up. Talking about faith, Paul said. Paul said there is a there is a uh, uh, deceitful preacher out there. Paul said there's a deceitful doctrine out there that says that gain is godliness. He said this is a distorted truth. That lots of stuff. Says you have lots of faith. Oh God. He said there's a deceitful doctrine out there that says the fact that you have no problems is the fact that you have faith. He said, There's a deceitful doctrine out there that says, hey, Amen, if you just believe, uh, uh, Kool-Aid's gonna run out of your faucet, honey gonna drip out of your casket. No, wrong. Your (laughs) cabinets. Your kids, you're going to hear speaking in tongues when they say their night prayers. Your husband is going to rise up early and call you blessed. Why is Kamal laughing about that? Oh yeah, yeah. If all that happens, you're a believer. You got faith. You're good with God. You're good with God. As if they said, you don't have any more temptations, Scott. You don't have any more desires, uh, Reuben. You don't have any more desires for drugs. You, you don't have, no, if you have faith, you're not going to have any of this. Amen. He, they, they said the gain is God. It's the proof you got faith. Paul said they are deceivers. He said, let me tell you what faith looks like. He said contentment. With godliness, that's great gain. Paul said, I have learned to be content in whatever, whatever, whatever. Somebody ought to stomp your foot right now and say, whatever. Content means I'm not moved, I'm not discouraged, my mind is settled in whatever, whatever, whatever. In a bad relationship, in the midst of disease, in He said, that's godliness. You with me, sis? Let me show you what real godliness is. My mind is not disturbed even though my circumstances are in chaos. God... Turn it. Nudge your neighbor and tell him, turn it. Just turn it just a little bit. Because there's another facet of faith of God. And if you don't turn it, you'll block God out of your situation. I said, if you don't turn it, you'll block God out of your situation. When in reality, God is trying to position you to raise you like He raised His own son. Wow. Can I go a little deeper? Y'all okay? Yeah. See, you thought you didn't have faith. No, you just didn't ever look at that other dimension of faith. You didn't know, you didn't know what your faith had to offer. Yeah, you, you, you didn't know. It was all in there. It was all in there. The faith to come. Uh, 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 Scott, he just set the stage for me. Habakkuk said, there's no herds in the stall. Y'all remember them scriptures? Amen. It's, It's one thing, Randy, Sister Randy, to have one problem. But I'm telling you, it gets heavy when they just keep coming. I just need an amen from somebody who knows. Amen. It just... It's just it's it's just a whole new story. He said, "There's there's no there's no uh, cows in the field, there's there's no little lambs in the stall, the olive trees are dead out there, the grapevines are dried up." He said, "I have no resource, I have no income, I have no physical reason to have any hope whatsoever." He said, "He said everything I got has come crumbling down." But in the next verse, he said, "Yet, yet I will." Re- choice. I need somebody to muster up another facet of faith. In the midst of my dilemma I will praise the Lord. The word yet means nevertheless it means to disregard. It's hard to disregard the pain in the night. It's hard to disregard what your spouse just said to you. And they need to be knocked in the head. Whoo! I felt good to say that. I'm with you. Y'all don't say nothing. Don't look to the left or right. Just I just feel you though. Look right here, Summer, right here. I nevertheless praise is. I disregard. And sister Courtney, you know what's hard? Harder to disregard than a lie is the truth. You was a drug addict. You blew it, Ashley. You ain't never mounted anything. And you never will. That's what the devil is to tell you. Look at that, look at the times you failed. Oh, I know this is uncomfortable, but we gotta get real this morning. Huh? And you know what? Sometimes we have to say it's true. It's true. I've never conquered up to this point. I have no no point of reference of any victory in my life. I ain't preaching to everybody, but who am I preaching to? Just nod at me. I have no point of reference of ever being secure. I have no point of reference of ever winning a battle. I have no point of reference, and it is the truth. But I come to tell you, turn it a little bit. Turn your faith a little bit. There's a new facet you're stepping into you've never seen before. Oh my God. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm on to something right here. The devil's told you, you have failed and you have failed, and you have failed, what makes you think one trip to church is gonna change who you are? Do you think, do you, y'all you pardon me for that, amen, do you think you can march up into some church and leave thinking, amen, that your life is going to change right now? The devil's showing you video of ever failure. Oh, God help me, Holy Ghost of ever, by time you blew it. But I got news for you today. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same spirit is going to help you get up. It's going to help you get up. I don't know what to do with myself. It's going to help you get up. You'll never get up in the natural till you get up in the spirit. You'll never get up in this until you get up High five your neighbor. And tell them get up, get up. You got to, Leanne, Leanne, you got, you got, you got to get up here. You got to get up here, and to get up here, you have to get disconnect with back there. Oh my God! Your point of reference starts today. Why? Because you're finna turn faith. Gonna turn it and say, "Oh my God, there's a facet I never tapped into before. I can walk with, I can walk through uh, uh, cravings. I, don't, I can't come up with another word. I can walk through addiction. Why?" <sighs> He didn't tell me that I wouldn't have the addiction. He just told me turn faith and use it to walk right through the middle of it. He said walk in the light. Even as I am in the light. And the Lord, the blood will set you free. Just keep walking. Oh my God. Just keep walking. Use that other facet of faith. He said, yet I will rejoice. And here's the key. He didn't say, I'll rejoice in my circumstances. See, that's the problem. You've been taught faith, but that faith is not faith. That is natural hope that can only be excited by natural circumstances. But real faith, Amen. is anybody listening to me? will we'll be a yet praise with complete disregard of everything my body's telling me. I'm going to praise my God. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Did y'all catch it? I ain't rejoicing in the doctor's report, being good or bad. I'm rejoicing in the fact that He is my God. And He saved my soul from hell. And he wrote my name in the Lamb's book of life. Can I help you? God, I got a lot of preaching to do. Are y'all okay? Y'all get tired of listening. Bye. I got to unload this today. Can I tell you, can I help somebody right now? If you're discouraged, if you're feeling like you're forsaken, if you're living in disappointment, you're in good company. Oh, yeah, you're in good company. His name is Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me, let me help you. His name is Jesus. He knows what it feels like to be disappointed by the Father. He knows. He knows what it feels like to be left hanging. Shut up, bossa. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Do you know that every time Jesus addressed addressed God, he would say, my father, my father, my father. But there was a point in Jesus' life where he was so estranged from the father, he called him God. He felt like his relationship was so diminished that he said, God, let me tell you about a man who hung on a cross and the people walked by and said, if you were who you said you are, you'd come down off that cross. What do you do when your peers are mocking you? Huh? What do you do when the enemy starts questioning the faith you spoke of? Before the crisis come. The scribes and the Pharisees walked by and said. If you're the son of God. Pray to God. If he'll have you. I want to talk to somebody. Who's felt like God don't even want me. Oh I knew it's going to be heavy today. Jesus hung now. It's one thing when church folks judge you, but you know you're bad when criminals. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing when somebody better than me tells me, you need to get a grill. But when you were criminals and they saying you bad, you're bad. You <laughs> must be bad. <laughs> I don't know who that's for, but Sila. The criminals begin to shake their head beside him, dying the same death, deserving to die, looking over at a man who didn't, saying, if you be. Ain't it amazing how crisis causes questions? If, if, if If you're up there. If this is real. You ever got so angry you said, if you're up there, just do something. Huh? Oh, I ain't preaching to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. Just do something. Kill me. Huh? 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 Did somebody say I've been there? Thank you. Kill me. Kill something. Just just do something. Just say something. Just say something. For some of you, just kill killing. Kill my husband, Lord. Do it. Just kill him. I know, I ain't preaching to everybody. Somebody just said, Oh my God, he heard me in my prayer closet. All the disciples did call fire down from heaven and just kill this thing. I meant to pull I just, I just, just do anything. Just, just do anything. Just do it. It don't have to be good or bad. Just just do anything. Amen. The same faith that helped Job build an empire. Y'all still with me? The same faith that helped Job build an empire and 10 righteous kids. Amen. That he worshiped God over and far. Amen. In one day. In one day, amen, he was standing in the smoking ash heap of a kingdom. He was the richest, wisest man in all the east, your Bible says. Amen. And in one day, he was standing in an ash heap with the smoking ruins. Amen. And a little messenger boy was looking at him saying, your kids all just died. All ten just got killed. What do you do? With them kind of reports, it's when you gotta turn that faith. One click, you gotta see faith as more than my get out of trouble free. You 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 gotta turn it. The Bible says. They said, Job, all 10 of your kids have just been killed by a tornado. They are dead. And the Bible says he fell down to the ground. He shaved his head, which is a sign of sorrow so deep you can't even imagine it. He put on sackcloth, amen, which is a sign of such distress and turmoil. And the next words in your Bible blows my mind. And in the low place, the Bible says, and he worshiped God. I know this ain't inevitable. It ain't easy. But I come to help you get out. It's the only way out. I didn't say you didn't feel the anguish. No, no, no. oh, but he worshiped. And he said these words. Naked I came and naked I'll leave. In other words, I didn't come here with no possessions and I'm going to leave here with none. But there's one thing I will leave here with and that's the faith God deposited in my life. He said it and if that wasn't enough. about number two come. You ever been in a situation where worse went to worse? when you thought it couldn't get no worse and it got worse I'm not talking to you that that had a low tire oh no I'm not preaching to you sissies I'm so sick of this sissified faith okay cool it pastor I'm talking to you that's dealing with life and death situations. You that are tormented in the midst of the night while everybody else is sleeping. You, amen, that's taking insult and injury after injury and insult after insult. Amen. Are you listening to me? I'm talking to you that are struggling to hold on to your faith. If worse, when you thought it couldn't get any worse, the devil plagued him with disease. And he broke out. Has anybody ever had a boil? Not a pimple. Are you a bunch of sissies? Oh, God, I got a pimple. Oh, God, where's God? Where's God? I'm talking about some people. Maybe you got a little pimple right there. I'm talking about some people who's had to wrestle to maintain Your confidence in God. Are you here this morning? I'm talking about some people. Amen. That said, you know what? I'm sick of seeing your good marriage. Because my marriage dates. Hey! That's the people I'm talking to. And if all the loss wasn't bad enough, he was in so much torment with these boils. He didn't have anything else but a broken piece of pottery. And he began to lance, boils. <laughs> and you think you've got troubles. You ain't got faith. We got religion. We got a bunch of religion. He started lancing boils. It was so bad, y'all, that his friends came to encourage him. And when they walked up and looked at him, they went, Oh my God. You know what? I don't want you encouraging me if you ain't never been to hell and back. I don't need you adding to my misery with your horror. I need somebody that can say my marriage was going to hell. I need somebody to say I lost the child. I want somebody looking me in the eye that says, you know what? I don't even have an answer, but I'm here with you because I've been there. The church is so shallow. Oh, God. We're like all Job's friends. You done something wrong. All the mighty wise men were telling Joe, God is after you, dude. You ain't praying. You didn't pay your tithes, did you? That's what they were saying. He's lancing boils, And he was so disfigured. He didn't look like himself no more. and his wife walked in and said I abhor you the thing closest to him the only thing he had left even said this is ridiculous your faith disgusts me don't even talk to me about your faith I've just lost all my kids everything I ever had and you want to talk about faith About your God no more. She said, Why don't you curse him and die? You know what Job said? Trying to get some relief through stammering lips cheekbones sticking out on edge. He said, you talk like a foolish woman. He said, are we supposed to just accept good from the hand of God and not accept trouble? Y'all ain't hearing me. Is that the kind of faith you have? Job's wife? You're just supposed to praise him? When he's performing and not praising when he's processing, when he's trying to get you to turn faith just a little bit to see him in a facet you've never seen him before. Something's being broken. This is a strange message this morning but somebody's going to find consolation in it because you're in good company Jesus finally with all the mockery being exposed I think I'm a proud man because I don't want nobody knowing I'm sick my kids sat me down recently and said dad we got to know Something ain't right. What's wrong? I just, you're not going to know till you see me in this casket. you will say, hmm, I don't know what he died of, but I know what he died in. <laughs> Faith! Maybe it's pride. But Jesus hung up there exposed with all his sickness. And he said words that theologians choke over and no preacher preaches on. He said, What you have felt recently. My God, my God, why? Why have you forsaken me? This this was prophesied by David in Psalms 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the word forsaken means, why have you left me in this state when you have the ability to get me out? Oh, God, somebody pray for me. Anybody, anybody. Why have you left me in this state when you have the ability to get me out? Why have you forsaken me? And in the mist, Jesus allowed us to see. He allowed us to see, I know how you feel. I've been there. Because you know, it don't hurt me. It don't hurt me. I'm just going to be real. It just don't hurt me for you to forsake me, Fluky. I wouldn't like it, but it don't change my projection. But when my father rejects me, It changes everything. Jesus felt the weight of being forsaken when he needed God the most. But I'm so glad that in the midst of his dilemma, Something way down in Jesus said, But into your hands, oh, my God. I don't know why I feel so forsaken, but God. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. In other words, my flesh may be being destroyed. My mind may be perplexed. But all of that is temporary. But I commit my eternal self into your hands, oh God. Oh my God, can y'all receive this level of preaching In other words, my outer man may be deteriorating, but there is another facet of faith that allows me to give you my spirit. If you're able to do that, you won. Whether you got healed or not, you won. Oh, don't preach doubt, preacher. I'm, I'm expecting a healing. I'm expecting one with you. But maybe it's on the other side of turning faith just a little bit that enables me to rejoice in my storm, it enables me to find a high place in my low place. Oh, my God, are y'all with me? I know I got to quit. My God, I've preached forever. I'm not through, but I gotta quit. I didn't finish that thought, and I'll try to close her down. Paul said there's a deceptive gospel going around saying gain is godliness, that all your good life is a proof you got faith, but I tell you, contentment. Contentment with godliness. He said in Philippians, I have learned whatsoever state I'm in to be totally resolved with a peace in my mind. He said, I have learned how to go hungry, and I've learned how to be full. See, some of you have learned how to be full, but you never learned how to go hungry. You didn't pass that test. He said, I've learned how to have everything going my way and I've learned how to spend all night in the sea because of a shipwreck. I've learned how to live with wild beasts. He said, I was beaten three times with 40 stripes and I've learned in every one of them that none of them affect this thing called faith. I just have to turn it every now and then. My God, how do you give an altar call to this type of discourse? Some of you thought you were people of faith, and it's a farce. Some of you thought you didn't have enough faith, and you're the one that God's saying the world ain't even worthy of you. The world, honey, Can you turn him spotlights out of my eyes? I know they shining off his bald head. I just need you to chill for a minute. This has been intense. I really wanted to call a service tonight because I got something else that's got to be unloaded, but I don't even know. I think I've given it. All. I've given. I've given all my energy. This message has drained me mentally, psychologically, spiritually, because I knew I had to reach somebody today. <clears throat> Can I tell you, it's okay. It's okay. If It's okay to question God. It's okay to get upset. It really is. I've never never read the book of Job, really. Have y'all? Why would you read that book? But I was up in the Smoky Mountains this week, and I was pouring and pouring and pouring, and I found the wrestle of Job to be so real Tell me. He wrestled. He wrestled with God. God, come down here. Talk to me. Why are you so quiet? Why am I going through this? He wrestled in the flesh. And then right in the middle of his discourse with being angry with God and trying to rebuke a bunch of religious folks who didn't have a word from God, he would say, when I am tried, he would say, I can't find God in front of me. I can't find God nowhere. He said, but when I'm tried, I'm going to come out of this thing as pure gold. And then he would go back into God. Are you serious? All of a sudden I can relate to Job uh, with no disrespect to Job in my own little way of it's a wrestling match sometimes. So I come to give you some good news. The good news is this message is just about over. The good news is because Jesus had the strength to say, I feel forsaken. But I give you my spirit, God. I commit my spirit to you. God backed up and said, I ain't gonna leave you down. You hear me, church? God said, I'm not gonna leave you down. And three days later, the ground began to shake. Stone was rolled away. God raised him up, and God told me to tell you the same Spirit that raised Christ up. It's gonna help you get up. My God, if you don't get nothing else, get it. You're gonna get up in your mind. You're gonna get up in your spirit. You don't double shut up. You're, You're gonna get up. <laughs> you going get... Some of y'all can't even hardly receive that right now, because Jesus had to trust God completely to exhale. Because then it was out of his hands. Because you see, Jesus had the power to say, I rebuke you, death! And death would have humbled. But the Bible says Jesus become obedient to death. In other words, nobody took his life. He finally told death, come on now. I know you're scared of me. But I want to teach them how to trust. (laughs) And I want to give it up. I want to give up my feelings, my emotions, because I'm trusting God's going to pick me up again. Right now, all over this building, I'm going to give a peculiar altar call. I don't want you to get religious on me right now. But if you believe that that same spirit that got Jesus up out of the death Dwells in you and is going to get you up. I challenge you right now. Stand up. Joshua. I know you're in that wheelchair, brother. I know you're in that wheelchair and you would love to stand up physically. But I challenge you right now, stand up in your mind. Stand up in your spirit. My God. Stand up on the inside saying, God ain't going to leave me down. He's going to help me get up. That same spirit. I can't get myself up, Tammy. I, I can't. I'm tired of trying to get myself up. God, I'm just going to break so he can get me up. Just a few minutes. Now the scripture means something totally different for me. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not a faith that gets the answer, but a faith that says he's God in spite of it all these others died in their faith believing in the promise and they died in worship Yet yeah, double sigh. oh my God I need you to be sensitive right now I need you to be sensitive right now the Holy Spirit just spoke into my ear and said I'm resurrecting faith right now Come on, come on, come on. Shut them kids down. Nobody moves. Don't let nobody come in them doors, guys. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is resurrecting a faith. He's resurrecting faith in you. Listen to me. Listen to me. God knew Peter was fisting to fall three times. Jesus knew Peter was fisting to deny him. Jesus knew what Peter was fixing to do. And Jesus said something I've never understood until now. He said, Peter, I prayed for you that your faith don't fail. Your, fe- your flesh may fail. You may fail through the day. You may fail in the test. But every natural failure is Temporal. As long as your faith don't fail. Because your faith will pick you up. He said, I I prayed that your faith don't fail. Because if your faith fails, there's no hope for you. There's no hope. You're doomed. Jesus is interceding for some people's faith. I don't know. I want this to be a full a full service service. And I believe the word, a work of work, but I'm not going to close this service. I'm sorry to all your guests. I never really go this long. If you're in this house and you need to step out of your seat and if you need to make a proclamation statement by walking down these aisles, saying, I need my faith resurrected. Come right now. I can relate to you. Come closer. I want you to look, our worship leader. You think because you're on the platform that you are immune to these kind of oh this is unreal. come, 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 come. I need you to listen to me, Courtney. You started this, this. Look at this. I need everybody to listen to me right now. Listen to me. I'm going to give you some valuable instruction. You did not come up here for Santa Claus to snap his fingers. You come up here to get your faith revived so that you have a grace to face... Whatever it is in your life, from a whole new dimension, one click—just one other facet of this diamond. You need to see. Thank you for listening to Life Church podcast. For more information, go to LifeChurchofcolumbia.org.